0: Hey Elevate, this next video from Clay Linkus is about demonstrating empathy and compassion when it comes to our customer service. As leaders, we are so focused on the end goal, so focused on the win, sometimes we can blow by people's feelings, what motivates them. So in this next lesson, Clay is gonna speak directly to showing empathy and compassion when it comes to our customer service. Welcome to this session of Elevate. My name is Clay Linkus. I'm a leadership coach and national speaker with an organization that works with companies and organizations around the country in improving their performance and transforming their cultures. Today's session is going to be about creating memorable moments to fulfill our mission here at Faith Promise. We've told told you throughout these sessions that the mission of Faith Promise is to lead people into experiencing and growing their relationship with God. And we're going to talk today specifically about that word experience, because we know that, yes, people come here a lot of times for that weekend experience that they have in the sanctuary. And... Uh, but, and, and maybe other settings as well. Maybe it's um, FP students on the Wednesday nights, or maybe it's the kids' ministry. But at the end of the day, each one of us, as individuals, plays a very powerful role in creating that, that experience with our visitors and guests every single time they, they come on our campus or we interact with them in some form or fashion, so that they do actually have a better opportunity to not just connect here at Faith Promise, but to connect ultimately with God. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. I want to talk about a word called empathy. And when we talk about creating memorable moments, there is a, uh, an attribute or a characteristic that we all have to get better at, and that's about having empathy. I like this quote that says that empathy is the art of stepping imaginatively into the shoes of another person, understanding their feelings and perspectives, and using that understanding to guide your actions. Ultimately, what this looks like is when we're here on a weekend and we're serving and volunteering in our roles around campuses, it's important for us to make sure that we are mindful of the thoughts and feelings and attitudes of the people walking in the door, and what are they experiencing when they interact with us, not just as an individual, but as an organization as well. And so, when we have that understanding, it should also cause us to act and respond in a way to enhance that experience. I'm reminded of Jesus himself. It says he was moved with compassion to do certain things. See, compassion is about not just feeling a certain way, but it's about stepping into the life of another person and making a difference, and that's what this conversation today is about. It's about creating that memorable moment for folks so that they have a great experience with us and connect deeper to faith promise and to their relationship with God as well. So let's talk about some specific ways that each one of us can get better at creating these memorable moments. The first thing is, is we have to understand the unspoken questions that people walk in the doors with here every week. One of those questions is, is is who are you? So if I meet if I'm walking in the door of a church and I've never been there before and I encounter somebody that's maybe you know checking me in to a place or maybe they're greeting me at the door, um, it's an, one of the questions is is who are you? The second question I have is is are you competent at what you do? So if I'm leaving my child with you uh, in student ministries or in FP kids, you know one of my questions is are you any good at what you do? And then the last one of those unspoken questions is can I trust you? And so if we appreciate that those might be some of the questions that are being asked, not in words, but in the thoughts of our visitors and guests, that should help move us to act, respond and communicate in ways that help address some of those questions. So let's talk a little bit about how we can do that. The first thing is, is there's a principle that we coach organizations to adopt called a 10-5 rule. And what that looks like is that when we're in the hallways, when we're walking into a room, when we're in, on our campuses, in the parking lot, there's a behavior that each one of us can adopt called the 10-5 rule, where at 10 feet of another human being, we make eye contact with them. And at five feet, we verbally speak to them. So we we make some sort of greeting, whether it's a hi, hello, good morning, But those kind of behaviors start to create a consistent experience as far as faith promise across all campuses. And if we do that well, that really helps show people that we are attentive to them and that we are appreciating and expecting them here to be with us. We also want to make sure that we acknowledge other people at all times. So part of what that looks like is that understanding that we've got to be careful that we don't get so focused on our tasks and the things that we're responsible for that we forget that when we walk into a room, when we're maybe uh, working in the sanctuary or working in a, a ministry, that we forget that this is really about people. And so what that means is, is that we need to make eye contact with them. We need to acknowledge their presence in some way that they feel like that we did acknowledge them. Sometimes it may be speaking to them. Sometimes it may be making eye contact with them. Sometimes it may be greeting them with a handshake, but it's important for us to do that. You know, part of that 10-5 rule that I've been talking about as well is making sure that we do a couple of things in a way that feels better for our guests. Um, One of those is when we're giving directions. So if somebody asks for directions, um, it's best practice for you to actually escort them to where they're going. But maybe if there's a situation where you don't have the ability to do that, one of the things that you can do is to use an open hand where if you're gonna give them directions instead of pointing in a certain direction, do it with an open hand. It's a little softer approach. And if you're pointing down the hall or helping them understand where to go, that's a little bit better than just pointing that way or that way. In addition, we find that part of that 10-5 rule is making sure that we are all owners across our campuses about the appearance of our campuses. And what that means is, is that if we're walking along and we see trash on the floor, we should bend down and pick that up. We should make it our responsibility to make sure that our campuses have a great Impression to people coming onto those campuses each time. So if you're walking by something, maybe it's a, uh, a piece of paper or something somebody's dropped. You know, take the time to step down and pick that up. And that sends a message to lots of people. Number one, it sends a message to other volunteers, other leaders that, wow, this is a place that people own this place. But then secondly, it sends a message when somebody comes in and they see a place that is clean, that doesn't have trash on the floor or in the parking lots, it sends a message that we're attentive to details. And if I'm somebody that's bringing my kids here, or if I'm somebody that's uh, wanting to consider this as my church home, it's important for me to understand that this place is attended to details. So that 10-5 rule will help you with a lot of that. Let's talk about the power of touch. Now, we find in our work and our research and what I do professionally that there's actually scientific literature to support the idea that if we touch somebody the right way and not in inappropriate ways that we actually can create a better connection with them and just to give you some some tips around this you know maybe it is a setting where you're working with another adult maybe you're training them it's another volunteer a shoulder touch uh, is one way to help create that connection. If it's a maybe a guest or a visitor and you're escorting them, a, a gentle touch on the shoulder is many times a very appropriate way to do that. Now, to kind of tell you the, the art and the science behind this, we find that literally from literature that one touch doesn't really make that, that big of a difference. Two touches is actually the part where you actually create a much stronger connection, but you gotta be careful because what we also find if you do three touches, it actually gets kind of creepy. So be careful with the three touch thing. So. Two touches is powerful, don't go to three, and that'll help you out as you're working with, uh, with folks and creating that experience. Let's talk also about making sure that we're answering some of those names, those questions that people have. One of those questions is, who are you? So let's say that I'm walking in and I'm dropping off my kid to you, and you are a volunteer, you're serving in, in FP Kids, or uh, maybe you're working the check-in desk it's very appropriate for you to introduce yourself and your role. Say, hey, good morning, my name's Clay. I'm gonna be your kid's small group leader today. Uh, Good morning, my name's Clay. I'm gonna be checking your child in today. Those kind of things go a long way to help create that connection and that experience that we want for, for people as well. You know, I get asked a lot, you know, how many times should I introduce somebody? Let's say I say that see the same face and name over time, and maybe it's a repeat person, and I don't really have a great answer for that, other than the fact that I would just say that when you're in an, an, an anxiety-provoking situation, you have the tendency to not remember things well, And so if you think about just in your own life, how many times you forget people that you forget the names of people you see very often. So it could be that maybe you're out to dinner with your uh, your spouse and you're having dinner with somebody that you know you have met numerous times and you're looking across the table at them thinking, I cannot remember that person's name but it would be very awkward for me to ask what their name is at this point. That's a good example of why we should be a little more proactive in introducing ourselves to those guests and visitors and the people that are on our campuses uh, each weekend. So I hope that tip helps you with just the introduction piece. Let's talk a little bit about what we call managing up yourself and others. This has to do with the art of what's called self-promotion. And the idea here is that this is a skill set that if you do it well, it actually creates more confidence in the people that are visiting us. So the people that are coming on our campuses, the people that are interacting with us, if we can self-promote ourselves in a way that's not self-serving, but it is in the interest of serving the people that we are here to serve, it actually is a beautiful way to create a better experience for them. So this could be things like, if, I'm, if you walk in and you give your kid to me, and let's say I'm a uh, an FP kid small group leader, I might say, hey, good morning, my name's Clay. I'm gonna be your kid's small group leader. I've been doing this for about six years now. That message right there, what I just said to that person is that not only am I somebody that Uh, I've introduced myself, you know my name, but I've got six years of experience of doing this and so I'm competent. Remember that question earlier about are you any good? I'm answering that question with a little bit of self, with a little bit of self-promotion. So it could be maybe your, num- your years of experience, could be how many years you've been at Faith Promise, but little things like that go a long way to help creating that great experience for people that we want so that they have a lot of confidence in our team here at Faith Promise. You can also do that by managing up other people. So for instance, let's say that I'm escorting you, um, I'm escorting a visitor uh, through the hallway and, I, come, and I'm, I'm, I need to hand off that visitor to another volunteer or another staff member i might say to that person as i'm handing them off i'm gonna say hey uh, let's say i was handing them off to my wife I would say, hey, this is Katie. She's gonna be uh, your small group leader today. Um, Katie has been doing this for about eight years. She's one of our best. You're gonna absolutely love working with Katie, and she's gonna take great care of your kids. Those kind of conversations go a long way to really helping send a message that we have a great team here, and that you can trust us, and that we're gonna do a great job with serving you this morning or this weekend. So that managing up is a skill set I wanna encourage you to work on as well. Let's talk about something else you can do, and that's called promising excellence. And what that is, is is. In your communication with our guests, our visitors, the folks that we interact with, there's an art to basically declaring to them that they are in the right place at the right time with the right people. So for instance, if a brand new person is checking in, uh, and I'll go back to the FP kids uh, model, something I'm familiar with. Uh, If if a brand new person is checking in their kids and you're working that check-in desk, and they come up to you and they're checking in their kids and you've, you've gone through all the things we've talked about so far. At the end of that conversation, if you said something like, hey, we're going to take great care of your kids today, that's promising excellence. And what it winds up becoming is, is it actually winds up becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because as we begin declaring that, if we think about a lot of the messages we've been taught with, with Pastor Chris and declaring our faith, It actually becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because what we wind up doing is holding ourselves to a higher standard and we literally get better at the service excellence that we provide to our visitors uh, and our guests. And so looking for ways to promise the fact that we're going to deliver a great experience to people is another way for us to enhance our, our communication with our guests and visitors. Another tip I'll share with you is what's called providing duration. One of the questions that people have in their minds when they are in experiences that they are not familiar with is they want to know, how long is this going to take? How long am I going to have to wait? How long am I going to have to wait on you? How long are we going to be sitting here? How long until I do this? And the more proactive we can be with giving them time increments and sharing with them how long something's gonna take, that's gonna help increase that experience for that person. So it could be that uh, you would say to somebody um, on a, a Wednesday night as they're dropping off their teenager, you might say, "Hey." you know, we're going to be in small group for this amount of time, we'll have a large group experience for this amount of minutes, and then you'll be, you'll return to pick them up uh, at this time. But very specific time increments is important. Words like, as soon as possible, or words like, we'll get to it as soon as we can, those kind of phrases actually create more anxiety for folks. So the more specific we can be with time increments, the better off we're going to be. I'll give you another tip, and that's really about explaining the why, the what, and the how. And that just has to do with really narrating what it is that we're doing. So when, you're, when it's possible, if we have the ability to tell people why we're doing it, what we're doing it, and how we're doing it, that's really helpful in reducing their anxiety as well and creating that great experience. We could really go into a lot of detail on that, but we'll save that for another time. And also, we want to talk about expressing gratitude. And this is a skill that if we'll work on this, basically what it looks like is it is is us expressing gratitude for those folks that we get to serve by saying to them hey thanks for allowing us to serve you today thanks for allowing me to take care of your child today thanks for thanks for trusting us with your teenager today those kind of comments really go a long way to really enhancing that memorable moment with that person and really telling them that this is a great place for them and a place that they can connect so as we close up today the last thing i want to leave you with is this idea around using keywords at key times And this just has to do with developing over time key phrases that really help you connect with the person that you're talking to in a way that tells them you're in tune with the different concerns, anxieties, feelings that they have. So it could be me as I'm checking in somebody. I might say something like, hey, you know, I know it can be really scary to leave your kids somewhere for the first time. And that key word, I know it can be really scary, really helps me demonstrate some emotional intelligence and empathy to that person to help them understand that I'm in tune with them and we're aware of what they're feeling. All that has to do with just communication, behavior, and really enhancing that experience that we have with folks. And if we'll get better at all these things or just some of them, we'll create an even better experience for our folks and they'll have a, a better outcome here. At the end of the day, this is about creating a deeper connection to God, creating a deeper connection to faith promise. I love the scripture from Proverbs. It says, kind words are like honey, they're sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. And that's what we wanna get better at. We wanna get better at using the words that we can use to create that great experience for folks so that they don't just have a one-time experience, but they wanna come back for more because of the way that they felt when they were here. Thank you for your time this morning.